Good evening and welcome. Please kindly mute your microphone. We're about to kickstart the session. I'll be sharing the screen for the schedule of um, this meeting now. Good evening and welcome. I trust you all can hear me clearly. If you can, please use the chat box to indicate if you can hear me clearly. Please use the chat box if you yes, can sir, hear me clearly. All right, please kindly mute your mic. Thank you. In um, about five minutes, our facilitator will join us. In the meantime, please try to check the schedule for this program. Program runs from 7 p.m. to 7.40. And we'll be having a break for five minutes. We'll be going off for five minutes and then we join 7.45 p.m. with the same link with which you used to join this um, same session. I'll be sharing the screen for the um, facilitator's um, profile in a bit. Hold on, please, let me switch to that. So today we'll be hosting Timothy Adelaide, serial entrepreneur, Forbes 30 under 30. Here's his profile you can read through. Please kindly mute your mic. Thank you.
hope you can hear me clearly. If you can, please use the use the chat box to indicate if you can hear me clearly. All right, um, our facilitator will join us soon. Can you hold on while we get set for this session? Mr. Timothy Adele, are you set for this session? Good evening, sir. Are you set? Okay, hi guys. Yeah, I'm very well. Good evening, everyone. You're especially welcome to our LDW for the month of November. We are having with us Timothy Adele here. He will be leading us in um, a 30-minute session. I am Ericsson Bello from Leadersport Company, Director of Operations. You all are especially welcome once again. Um, in the next um, one to two minutes, Mr. Timothy will take over. I'm sure you all, you all have um, read his um, profile. I'll put that up on the screen again so you can go through for about um, one minute. Please hold on while I do that. All right, without wasting much of our time, Mr. Timothy will take over now. You'll get to read his profile sometimes later during the, um, after the break, you'll get to read his profile. So I'll hand over to Mr. Timothy to take over this session now. You're especially welcome, sir. Hi guys, good evening. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here and uh, to share my story with you guys. Uh, and let me say special thanks to the organizer of this program for inviting me in. And uh, thank you very much for organizing this 
beautiful webinar. This is a very impactful thing, and uh, you know, these are the kind of things that I think we need to move Africa forward. Thank you very much, Paul, and thank you for people that have taken their time to join. Uh, so, <clears throat> let me start by saying this. Uh, I am not a motivational speaker. I am not a, an inspirational speaker. I'm an entrepreneur. So, what we're going to be doing here, I will be sharing my own experience, and I'm also interested in learning from you also. So, I want us to have a, a very interactive session as much as possible, guys. Right? So, okay. Uh, starting from the Starting from the story about my own entrepreneurship journey. My entrepreneurship journey started from when I was in secondary school. That is what I can, you know, categorically say. So when I was in secondary school, it started from the idea of a young guy that uh, come up from a very humble beginning. Uh, let me see. Some people have come up, come, you know, half of have been brought up from a silver family, some golden family. Some of us maybe from, a, I don't know, <laughs> a very special spoon. So, so that's the story for me. The story started from, you know, uh, a young boy growing up and I, I was just trying to find my path. I, I, I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. Let me be very humble with you. I was just, you know, one thing I think I know and I'm very sure about was that right from growing up, I've been very creative, you know. I am this kind of boy that I have idea right from playing with small, small tools growing up. So um, when internet just started coming up, uh, back then, I'm sure a few of you guys might also remember this story then, where we have to go to Cyber Cafe, buy a 10-minute ticket before you can browse. Not like now that everyone of us can sit on the internet and do Zoom. So for me then, I think um, when I get lunch money uh, from my parents, I kind of, you know, I take the money. Sometimes I will just, like 30 naira. I take 30 naira, I go to Cyber Cafe, buy a 10-minute uh, browsing time. When I go there, I go to internet to search different kind of stuff. You can imagine buying 10 minutes time. You have to, like before going to Cyber Cafe, you have listed everything you want to do on the internet. You can open as much as 15 pages as well. So that, that was the experience then. And um, so why, why doing all of that? I started discovering stuff and uh, my exposure started changing. When I get to my classroom, uh, classroom, a lot of my mates, you know, I started teaching them how to use the internet. So that was why I said, my own entrepreneurship journey started right from that secondary school where uh, some of my people were like, oh, Tim, uh, come and teach me how to browse the internet. I was like, okay, you, you buy the time. So if the guy is buying 30 minutes, I may probably just help him to open email within 10 minutes of the time, you know, save some time. And when we, if you look at the concept of entrepreneurship, it is not always about the cash. Entrepreneurship is about value. So at that point, I was already getting value in return from my classmates, some, some of the people that are older than me in my community then, they want to check their exam results and all of that. I will help them to do that and I get paid for doing all of that. I was already getting money. So, but the break, breakthrough for me in uh, entrepreneurship as a young guy came from, uh, I think somewhere around 20, 20, 2008, kind of. So, uh, there's this cyber cafe around our neighborhood where I normally go to, to browse. I, like I said, I buy, you know, short time to browse there. There was a day I went there and uh, I discovered the owner of the cyber cafe is actually running what we call uh, forex trading for people. So what it does basically is that people come to pay, it teach them one-on-one forex trading. And then I think it was charging as much as 
20,000 naira for a three-day one-on-one forest trading session. So it was having a whole lot of people coming in. And me as a young boy, so he saw, he saw that like I was always around buying time and helping with stores on the internet. So he called me one day, you know, to his office. He showed me, oh, okay, this is how to do the chart. This is how to do this. This is how to do that. So he was teaching me all of that. So I can be able to help him to teach some of his students. That was the idea. Then, I, you know, I started doing that. I was happy because the value for me was that I'll be getting free internet access in the cyber cafe. So I don't mind teaching people. I don't even mind about how much he was charging those people. The only value I was like, excited about was the free internet browsing session. So the story started from there. Uh, I think most of the people that come from the training, they find me very interesting as a young guy teaching them how to do forex and all of that. So oftentimes after we finish a session, they will give me like 1,000 naira, 2,000 naira. I was feeling excited and I was always doing it. So, you know, the idea also struck me. You remember from the story, I said, I have this creative mind of always thinking beyond the certain condition where I find myself. So it comes to my mind, okay, but I can also teach people and make money. Then I started talking to some other people around my own community too. Oh, I know about forest trading. If you want to learn forest trading, I can teach you. Then, you know, the idea like one person comes in. Something that uh, the cyber cafe owner was doing three days training for 20,000. I felt like some of the people around my neighborhood started giving 5,000 naira for it. But imagine somebody in SS3, just a secondary school <laughs> graduate. So it was a lot of money for me back then. It was a lot of money getting that five thousand naira. In a week, I could get like two persons to pay me five thousand naira. Then from there, I made what we call a poster. Then I placed it around different neighborhoods in our area. Oh, one on one forest trading and all of that. To be honest, when I was doing all of these, I don't know what is entrepreneurship. I don't know anything about business. I was just, you know, I was just seen opportunity i have a skill people actually want the skill and mine was give them the skill and get something in turn so what uh the other person was doing at the cyber cafe for twenty thousand naira, i started teaching people the same thing for fifteen thousand. some people negotiated to ten thousand naira. from there i was taking i would just take like one thousand naira for internet browsing time and all of that so that was that how all of that started to shock you guys, to shock you guys, this is a real testimony, real story. From the money I was gathering, I was able to gather, I think I was able to gather over 150,000 naira while I was still under my parents' roof as a very young boy. I already had balance of 150. My father did not know anything. Because I still come home, I would hit the normal eba, I would do everything. They never knew, like, you know, it got to a point, I think my dad realized, like, you know, as a small boy, there's, there's something strange about this boy. You know, one day I can just come up and say my sibling, like, Yo, let me get one bottle of moths. <laughs> you know, where is this boy getting money from? You know, some random people will come into the area in the evening. We are looking for Timothy. We are looking for Timothy. Just because they want to come for training. The big story is that the money I gathered from that training was the same money I used in sending myself to higher institution. That was my story. I was able to take myself to higher institution, you know, when I got to school. Wow. And 
by the time I got to higher institution, because of the passion of the internet and exposure I already have, I already have interest in computing. I just wanted to know how computer works and all of that. You know, as a young boy that comes from a very humble background, that I had to struggle to learn system operation myself. I wanted to know, okay, how does this thing works apart from what I've been reading online? So when I got into informatics, I don't know how much of students we have on this session, but I'm just going to tell you this for real, which is one of the big mistakes I think a whole lot of us will make in Africa. We chase certificates too much. It's a big problem. When I was going to informatics, my passion was I wanted to know how this computer that I've been using operates. I wanted to know how does it work? How did they make it? That was the energy. Then when I get into when I got into informatics, I started pushing, you know, and I can tell you, I wasn't like a brilliant student. In fact, I've had a lot of difficulties passing a lot of my subject when I was in secondary school. Talk about maybe physics, chemistry. Okay, I think I was a bit better at physics and I had issue with my mathematics teacher always saying, Tim, like he has never seen anybody in his life that can pass physics and fail mathematics. <laughs> but that's my own story. I fail math, but I pass physics. So you know why I am able to pass physics and not get math? If you look at concept of physics, physics will explain to you a, 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 an object is moving from motion A to B with the velocity of this, with the velocity of that. So, you know, I could relate with that more, which is a problem in Africa. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kind of practical person. I could relate with that more than a mathematics telling me that find the square root of X. I don't understand what is square root of X. <laughs> what am I finding? But in physics, if you tell me that, okay, an object is moving, I can use my sense to just look at it, follow the formula, and get the whole thing out. So I was passing physics. That was how that, you know, started. When I got into informatics, I knew I was just an average student. I needed to do more. So there was something the uh, first taught us in informatics, they call it learning skill. That was when I discovered myself, okay, my own learning pattern is different from some of my mates that I feel like they were brilliant. You know, in secondary school, then you have some people in your class, probably like whenever you write the exam, those ones can score like 85, they can score 90. So my kids were like, okay, I don't know how this guy do it. I never feel, but I never pass. That was my own experience. So when I got into informatics, when I got into informatics, I was able to start you know, picking up from my own skill. So what it I was doing that made the difference was that I have a module of every courses we were doing. So what I do is that I read ahead, then I attended all my classes. After the class, I go back to go and read the module back again. And before you knew it, I started becoming one of the best students in class. Like if you talk about program design, I wanted to know how computer works. First get is that was the passion. So whenever they were teaching in my class, I was so interested in it. I wanted to know about every programming code. I wanted to know about how, you know, to structure a design and all of that. Why? Because I'm already having an idea of how to build a robot in my head. But if you pick a student today, you sit down in a class, let's say you're, uh, you're an Greek student, you're learning a Greek in class, and uh, you don't even have a plan for that Greek, you know, courses you're learning already. So I don't know how you can be able to do so much around it. Now, while I was learning program design and uh, programming at informatics. This is where the, the next step of entrepreneurship started. I remember in the community where I was brought up for my secondary school, it was very difficult for us to learn. I can tell you in my secondary school, at some point, maybe in the term, we always have like about four subjects that we may not have a teacher to take us on. That was my own story. I don't know how that works in Nigeria today, but I'm telling you the real facts. At some point, we may, we may not have a mathematics teacher. At some point, we may not have an English teacher. 
So when I was in informatics, I started thinking back, okay, if I pass through all of this to get to this level, what about people coming behind me? Is it going to be the same experience? I was in a school where there was no library. I was in, a, I was in secondary school where I couldn't get any textbook to study. I think when I go to my dad, then like, uh, we need to buy textbook for my next class. We have to be, you know, myself and my dad will sit down. Which one is important among all of these listed textbooks? We can pick mathematics and leave English out. <laughs> you pick biology, you leave physics out. You know, that was the way we were doing it. Maybe the guy can afford four. You know, great, great man, great man. We sit down, we share it together. When we get to the next class again, we'll find other subjects. We'll be selecting, okay, last time you bought mathematics textbook. This one, you buy English textbook. So when I now got to informatics, it now becomes the story of now. Other children that are behind me, how can I use all of this and I've learned in programming to solve the problem? So that was how I came up with the idea of what I call SMS educational platform. Right? You know, I was still in informatics. I was still learning computing when I came up with the idea of the solution, I never knew how to develop it. I just have the idea that, okay, but some of these things that, uh, some of these things that like textbook library stuff can be solved because at that point, people have started, had started using uh, mobile phone. SMS was already doing very well. So I said, okay, we can do this. I started drawing program design. Somebody can receive a question over SMS. You can answer it. There can be competition over SMS. The idea started coming up together that way. I was so excited. And at that point, Microsoft also launched a solution. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of that app. There was one educational app that Microsoft developed at some point. I never had a laptop when I was in informatics as a computing student. Let me also drop that for you guys. So I have to be borrowing some of my classmates' laptop to, you know, to do my own assessment and coursework. Then I was using my classmates' laptop to start developing an app that I want to launch in the future. Mm -hmm. So the passion was... I wanted to solve a problem, and this is where entrepreneurship have issue in Africa. Your energy should be to solve problem, not that you want to make money. Every time you wake up, and the only thing that comes to your mind as an entrepreneur is about the money. Trust me, the solution may not be successful, or whatever business you want to do may not really be successful. If you make the money, it will not be sustainable because. You're, you know, you've been, it's just about the money in your face, not really about the impact you want to drive. Uh, so from there, the journey started from when I designed the program, how those SMS application works where you can send SMS to people, people can be able to reply SMS. I was a student, I never knew anything about it. Then I started going online, making research on how does it work and all of that. From there, I, I, I spoke with uh, one of my aunties about my ideas. And she promised that she was going to connect me with someone that was in Globalcom. When I would meet the person working in Globalcom, this guy is just a customer care representative in Globalcom. Then we started talking, okay, you can come to Lagos, you can do all of that, meet with these guys. Uh, we set up a meeting to meet at Globalcom head office to discuss my idea. The first... Uh, uh, time I met the guy, discussed my idea with him. You see, in life, do can go. I came in with my idea to meet with this man. You know, after discussing my idea and all of that, I would say he was, he, he made a call in my presence to someone. And the next thing he did, he wrote a check of 10,000 naira for me. 
that 10,000 Naira he gave me like over 10 years ago, that 10,000 Naira still rings in my head today. I remember it every time they asked me about impact, about goodwill. That 10,000 energized me and I got to understand there's so much I can do. I believe in my vision more at that point. So when I got to the Globalcom, the first person I met at Globalcom actually turned the idea down. He said, it cannot, there's no way it can happen that, you know, the educational staff and all that. I didn't believe that. I went back again, you know, I started doing a whole lot of work. Then somebody linked me to another person in Globalcom. I met the new person. The person said, oh, the idea, how can you do the tech? You know, the guy was talking about a lot of technology, technicalities and all of that. I didn't understand. I let him understand that. I don't understand any of this. The only reason that I have this idea and I know it can work, it can make impact. He said, yes, he knows. But the problem is that Globalcom doesn't buy idea or develop idea. You have to have a solution to partner with them, not an idea. So what was the next thing I did? I went online again. I started searching, okay, how does the SMS application works and all of that. I discovered a young guy, Michael Osakede. You know, I spoke with him that, okay, this is what I want to do and all of that. He charged, I think he charged me like 500,000 or all of that to develop the platform. Like, hey, bro, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Not like a 500,000 I have from to develop all of this. Then, you know, we started discussing. He saw the passion in me and we decided to collaborate. Michael, you know, partnered with me and that was how we formed up to web communication. We went back to Globalcom. It took us like a year of up and down processing before the, you know, they decided to launch our first product, which was what uh, we call Glow Mobile School. At that point, it was the first of its kind in the entire continent of Africa. So when I launched the program, I, I got recognition from uh, MasterCard and African Leadership Academy. I think that also motivated me, you know. Uh, when we also needed to scale the application too, but one thing I want to tell you guys is that if you look at the story, what helped that up to web to come up was a collaboration that happened between myself and Mikey. I have the idea, I have the vision and everything, but he owns the technical key to my sources. Then we decided to collaborate. So what I'm trying to say here is that collaboration is also very important in your journey of sources. You need to look at who are the key people, who are the people you can partner with, who are the people that can support what you want to achieve to be able to make that impact. So uh, after that, we needed funds, you know, to put up the application to be able to use it and uh, for uh, the public to be able to access over the network. I think we needed like about one million naira or something. There was no way we could get the money. So there was no way we could get that kind of money. What we now did was uh, I called some people down. So we got like angel investor that invested in us, one million naira. Let me give you the shocking part of this as I'm running this particular session off. The angel investor that invested in us, after six months, you remember I told them we were raising, I told you we were raising one million naira. After six months, these guys started making, I think like about two million naira each of them. There were only three of them. Let me like about two million each of them every month. From there, their, the revenues grew up, the revenue grew up, the revenue grew up. I remember after a year of launching Blue Mobile School, our revenue grew, grew up to, uh, I think, like about 30 million naira monthly income. That wasn't in my vision. I never saw myself in that kind of revenue. I was just a young boy that was saw a problem. I just wanted to solve a problem. I just wanted to solve a problem. So, you know, when the revenue started coming in from there, 
my investors were taking a whole lot of money home. They were so excited. I was so happy, you know? And like I said, money wasn't my key driver. So I, I didn't have issue with them. I was happy that the solution came up alive. They were also happy. Everybody was, everybody was smiling to bank. Globalcom was making a whole lot of money. Globalcom signed ambassadors because of that product. Globalcom put the advert on TV. I remember that product was on CNN at some point. It was all over Nigeria, radio, newspaper. And that was the boom. Everybody was asking like, who is this boy that developed the product? Do you know the amazing part of it? I sat down inside Globalcom office to develop and manage that product. I used their internet, I used their power, I used their AC, every infrastructure. They gave me a seat. I was sitting inside Globalcom while running the solution and I was taking revenue home. So which means nothing can limit you in life if you find the right partnership. Get where you can have value, look at the people that need the value and you'll be able to collaborate with them. Uh, I think for this particular session, it's just to talk about my story. Uh, this is my story of entrepreneurship, how I started. And uh, from there, we move up to web, up to web, started developing products. Other telecom operators came up. We have Nine Mobile, we had MTN on board, we had Airtel on board. And uh, I think we also moved into Ghana. From there, we signed Safaricom, we developed different products. I developed Twitter Voice. Twitter Voice is the first product in Africa where you can be able to tweet your voice over uh, uh, IVR voice and it appears on your Twitter work for your followers to be able to play. That also did very well on the network back then. So this is my own story of how I started my entrepreneurship. This is my own story of how I started Optical Communications. Thank you very much, guys. Wow, wow, wow. I hope everyone can hear me clearly. Thank you so much for this great session, sir. We so much appreciate this. Please um, um, show your excitement in the comment section. This um, session will end um, in less than five minutes and then you'll rejoin in the same room in, uh, by 7.45 p.m. By that time, we'll be having our Q&A and um, whatsoever questions you have, our facilitator will be able to attend to them. This session is pre-recorded. So um, where you got the link to this session, you'll surely get the link to the video for this session. Thank you all. In less than five minutes, um, we'll end this session. In the meantime, enjoy the music and you can use the chat box. Thank you.
In the next um, two minutes, we'll be going up, and then you can join um, in less than five minutes. So um, we'll start the next session. Please enjoy the music. Um, in less than two minutes, we'll be going up. And then you can join with the same link that you used to join this same session. Thank you for this session. Thank you for joining this session. Thank you, Mr. Timothy, for this great session. We'll see you in um, less than five minutes. Time is up and I'm calling out my friends. Ain't no one to ride, ain't no one to ride to. Here we go, here we go again. Call me up and you wanna be my friend. I'm the one to ride, I'm the one to ride to. If you don't wanna change, ain't no place to ride. Please be reminded we'll be going off now and then you can join in less than five minutes. Thank you all for joining this session. We expect you in less than five minutes. Thank you all.
we want to specially welcome to the second session. We have in our midst Timothy Adelaide. We'll be taking over in the next um, two to five minutes. I'm sure Mr. Timothy is set for this second session. In case you missed the first session, we reminded that you'll get the link to this um, recording wherever you got the link to join this um, session. So you don't need to worry about that. We are in the second session now and we have with us Mr. Timothy Adelaide. If you register, you can turn on your video. And you can unmute yourself, sir. So are you said, sir? Okay. Yes. All right. Always, in, I've been born ready since 1958. <laughs> we are in the second session now, and we'll be having um, the question and answer. If you have questions for Mr. Timothy, please um, do well to send your session and um, your questions in the chat box. And if you want to speak out, you can raise your hand. I'll unmute you from here, and we'll be able to speak and ask your questions. So if you're set for the questions, you can start sending your questions in the chat box. Mr. Timothy, you can continue the session, sir. Okay. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome back to second session. Okay. Uh, I think uh, uh, I've been telling you the story of how uh, my first company was formed. So after Optware was formed, we signed partnership with other telecom service providers in the country and uh, some few ones outside Nigeria, I've got to realize that there's opportunity in delivering values. You can make so much in solving problems for people. From then, I continue solving problems and uh, solving problems for society has been my passion. Today, uh, we have a financial service or uh, rapid cash Rapid Cash is an online platform that allows people to lend money online. That is happening in Nigeria. We also have that happening in Tanzania. Uh, we have uh, our real estate company, Team Homes. We, uh, we build property and, uh, you know, uh, and develop uh, houses for people. So if you look at these, every of my businesses that I've developed over time have been about solving a particular problem, not really about the money. Let me tell you, entrepreneurship is just people that are solving problems and making profit out of the solution. And I always tell people, there's a very thin line between a business person and an entrepreneur. I want to believe that uh, some of you should know that that is, is the difference being a business person and being an entrepreneur. Some of us, entrepreneurship is actually in our drive, which means we are solution-oriented individual. And I think this is what I encourage everybody to cultivate as an habit. It is what has brought me up to this level. So, okay, the story of Forbes, I got to the Forbes 30 under 30. Let me first say this, Forbes 30 under 30 is the list of young achievers in Africa. So basically what they do at Forbes 30 under 30, they look at young people around the continent that have the future. They are not saying you have money as much as Dangote. They are not saying these are the richest young people in Africa. They are trying to say, these are the people that are driving impact in Africa as young people. And these are the set of young people they believe at the end of the day, they might become the next Dangote, the next Otegola, and every other person on the Forbes list. So oftentimes, you know, when people talk about Forbes 30 on the 30, I always try to correct them. No, I don't have money like Dangote. Don't take it. You know, it's just set of young people that are driving impact that have been recognized to be the future of Africa. And uh, if you look at what I've explained to you, it has always been about solving problems for Africa, and that will continue to be my drive.
So if anybody have questions, please let me know so that Thank uh, you so we much, sir. Please, if you have questions, you can send in your questions as touching and entrepreneurship. Please send in your questions through the chat box. And if you want to speak out, you can raise your hand for me to unmute you. Thank you. Okay, why questions coming in? Uh, please, we have questions, just let me know. Uh, so let me talk about, we really need the correction, sir. Okay. So let's talk about entrepreneurship in Africa. Guys, I know everybody here is thinking about entrepreneurship. Oh, I want to own a business. I want to do this. I want to do that. Great, amazing things, amazing idea. But please, please, don't let your reason of, to start business on the reason you want to get into entrepreneurship be because you want to have freedom. Because I've had session with people where you see that, okay, why do you want to start a business? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? A lot of people will say, because uh, I, I want to have, I want to be independent. Trust me, when you get into the real stream of entrepreneurship, you're not going to be independent. You will have a whole lot of work to do. Entrepreneurship will soak you. Like you will have to battle different type of things every day of your life. I think somebody is having a question. Yes, Let me sir. you take that. Maya is having a question. What is the difference between okay. entrepreneurship and business people? Okay. So an entrepreneur, like I explained before, an entrepreneur is someone that solve a problem to make profit. So that is simple definition of entrepreneur that I can only explain. Now, when you talk of a business person, a business person is somebody that is just about the What do you want to call the person? Do you want to call the person an entrepreneur? That's not an entrepreneur. That is somebody that is doing business. And they will tell you, I'm a businessman. Someone that goes behind their friend, like your, your friend is doing a business, instead of you to think of collaborating to grow your friend business and make profit on the side for yourself, what you're thinking is how to go and get the secret of your friend, then shut your friend down and make the business. That is you being a business person, and even in real sense of business, that's not even a good, a good business mind. But that's you are not an entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur we know in the world, they have a unique idea that solves a problem and they make profit from doing that. But when we also talk about having a unique idea, innovation, we are not saying, we are not saying you have to invent something. Get it? It is not inventing idea. It is, in fact, you can take existing solution. Just find other ways to do it. Look at this. This I have a bottle of Nestle water with me here. If I'm an entrepreneur, if I look at my neighborhood and I discover that a whole lot of people in my neighborhood, I, I don't know if anybody has taken this data, really, that a whole lot of people don't finish one bottle of water. So if you come up with the idea of producing small table water, small Nestle water, that is entrepreneurship. You have not invented anything. You've not done anything. Water is the same water we've been drinking. The bottle size, they've been plastic bottles. So what have you done that is special? It is that your own unique idea. People don't finish a full bottle of water. Let's do a smaller size, especially for children. So I was, let me give you guys a free idea to understand this concept very well. I had the opportunity of uh, meeting with my mentor sometimes ago, Alaji Aliko Danguti. And, you know, I was telling Alaji Aliko Danguti, I said, have you realized that the Dangote cement that everybody buys is 50 kg? And there's a problem around it. 
whenever you need to do something around your house, maybe you just want to patch your staircase, your door side, you'll be struggling to get small cement that you can use. So, oftentimes when you call your bricklayer, your bricklayer will tell you, oh, the only thing we can do, we have to buy a bag of cement. Then from that bag of cement, they will repair your place. What happened to the remaining cement? Maybe all you needed in that cement is just something of maybe 25 kg or something. Or, I mean, 1 kg is all you needed. So I spoke with Alaji then, and I was like, we can come up with an idea to start bagging Dangote cement into 5 kg, into, you know, 10 kg, so that people that need to do something, maybe like a student, you just need to repair something around your door. You don't need to be looking for, you know, buying 50 kg up and down. That is an idea, nothing different from existing solution. That is being an entrepreneur. If I wake up tomorrow, I start producing cement, and all I am doing is just one kg cement and five kg cement back, no 50 kg like we have today. That is being an entrepreneur. I think another person have a question. We have another question here from Tony Lopez Salami. First question must be idea be novel. Second, what would you say? To people trying to be entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial in the common field. So, you see, when you talk about most the idea be novel, I will tell you the truth that it, it, it depends on your own definition of being novel. <laughs> I think that's what I would say. Because if you are sure that the idea you have is solving a significant problem, no matter how small it looks, no, or no matter how small it sounds, then it's a novel idea. It's something great already. Okay, going to your second question, what will you say to people trying to be entrepreneur in a common field? Why not? Why not? If you, if you want to sell food, so I have a friend. This is my friend, uh, produces Gary, and he buys. So what he does is that I don't know how he has done that research. He produces Gary and sells it at prevailing market price, which means if you go to a market, the normal Gary market. The uh, the 20, what do you call this thing? The 5 kg, let's say 5 kg of Gary is being sold in a common market for 1,000 naira. If you are buying my friend package, well branded, well secure, well refined Gary, it's still going to be that same 1,000. That is a common feed. Everybody is producing Gary, everybody is selling Gary, different kind of package Gary. But what has he been able to do? He's been able to add value in terms of branding, in terms of security, and in terms of pricing. So it doesn't matter. You can be in. So I also have this thing I've always been telling uh, people about as a business idea. Today, every one of us know about honey, pure honey. Everybody know about detergent soap. We all use some of these things. But you know, they are very unique and big business. When some people ask me for idea, I say, Go and do your research. The level of sugar consumption in Nigeria is very high. And we've not been able to meet sugar demand. But you know what? The honey, when it comes to pure honey, every, a whole lot of people want pure honey, but accessibility is a problem. Assessing quality honey is a problem. Every one of you here that you are listening to me, if you pick up a business of pure honey and something you want to do, I can tell you, all of you will be selling, and yet you will not be able to satisfy market demand for pure honey in Nigeria. Do you know what is amazing about pure honey? People that buy pure honey, they don't even care about the price. They just, the only thing they will be asking is that, are you sure it's pure honey? 
Are you sure this only is original? Are you sure? Are you sure? That's what they care about. And this is a common feed. So sometimes I look at, you know, I look at some of our mates that have studied our Greek related courses and I just smile like, if these guys know what they are wasting as wealth, trust me. So let us look at something different that is also common today that you can do uniquely. Detergent soap. Everybody uses detergent soap to wash our wide or different things. Do you know that if you take data of detergent soap manufacturer in Nigeria compared to the traditional uh, solid soap, you'll be surprised that we have only few detergent soap manufacturers in Nigeria. I think the popular brand you can count in Nigeria may not be up to 10 in detergent soap manufacturing section. Now, let me tell you something. The concept of making detergent soap is online. If you go to YouTube, you will see the whole data of how you can make a detergent soap. If you go into something like this and somebody that is sitting at home or someone that is looking for a job, if you have studied chemistry or you not study chemistry, or you can take your time to just look on YouTube, sit down, study how this thing is being made. If you make it, all you need to do is sell it to your neighbor. As far as that soap smells nice and can wash, and you'll be able to sell it at a cheaper rate, your neighbor will buy for you. You'll be amazed. It's a common feat. Everybody is selling pure water, making, you know, bottled water and making a whole lot of money. It's a common feat. The only thing is that what value are you producing? What value can you add to that segment? I saw, uh, this is my friend I was telling you that makes Gary. This guy packaged Gary. The packaging looks like conflicts. I'll be so happy to bring that Gary out in my office. It looks like conflicts. So in the container, oh, I wish I can show you guys the picture. So amazing. You see the way they design conflicts uh, graphics, where you see conflicts pouring inside a, a, a cup with milk. That's the way he designed the Gary. The chocolate part of the conflicts mixture and all of that. You know, use granuts to do that. So amazing. It's the Gary that we hold it every day. What has changed? Is that value? Now, like I explained to you, this why all the packaging and all of this thing is still selling at the same market rates. So why would I want to go to market to go and buy Gary? When I can buy a very well refined control quality and all of that well packaged, I can even sit down in my office and be like, if you visit my office, any of you want it, maybe I can offer you Gary. Do you like to drink Gary? And I'll just bring the package. You'll be excited. <laughs> So, guys, so being a common feed is, is not an issue. I also like to say something. I released um, a, a, a kind of video sometimes ago. Let me quickly share with you guys because of time. So, I used a case study of people that sell Zakara, Mama and Kichi, as a video concept. I don't know if any of you have seen that. So, what I did a research about how collaboration works in Africa. And I came to a conclusion that to start up a business without having money in Africa is not difficult. And it is not something that we don't do in Africa already. We should not be confusing ourselves with the idea of bootstrapping business, angel investor, collaboration. Everything about this thing already existing in our locality already. So I use instance of these people that sell the Akara. I want to believe every one of us here hates Akara. So if you go to the street, do you see what happened? You see a woman that will look at her neighborhood that, okay, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of traffic on the street. That is taking feasibility study of your business. They look at, okay, a lot of traffic. 
we have people that stand around this area in the evening, a lot of people pass there, maybe there's a mall, maybe there's a bus stop that drives the traffic and all of that. And, you know, before you know it, that woman will now come up with that. Okay, I can be selling Akara in this place. She will just go buy Akara, put it there. She's selling Akara, frying it and all of that. The biggest person I want to tell you in this story is the collaboration part of it. Now, there's one woman around that neighborhood. She's been thinking of what to do. She's been struggling with the idea of how to add value or what business to do. You know what she will do? She will not come up with the idea, okay, since Mama Nkechi is already frying Akara, selling Akara, people are buying Akara from her. I can collaborate, collaborate with Mama Nkechi. Get it, for some of you that always think of, your friend is selling air, your friend is selling wares, the next thing is you want to do the same thing. This woman, she's not thinking of try, going to fry Akara beside Mama Nkechi. What she's thinking is she wants to go and sell bread beside Mama Nkechi, which means People that come to Mama and Kichi to buy Akara, they will definitely need something to eat the Akara, which means it will help her own bread selling. And you know how she started the bread business? She just goes to a, a, a bakery, and what she does is that, oh, I have 20,000 naira, I want to start taking bread from you, and all that. You know what these bakeries do sometimes? Because they need people to take order from them. If she put 20,000 naira down, they will give her order of like maybe 30,000 or 40,000. Then what she will do, she just want to do like 1,000 or maybe one table even inside her house. That is the idea of starting business organically. She takes the table, put the bread on it, put it beside Mama and Kichi. I don't know what they will do. She'll be helping Mama and Kichi to sell her own Akara. Why say, oh, ah, uncle, you just bought Akara. Ah, this bread is very soft too. The uncle will say, okay, oh, you have bread. Okay, give me bread with Akara. And you know what? She's driving her own business. The success of Mama Nkechi Akara is directly proportional to her own business. Before you know it, the more Mama Nkechi have traffic, the more she also sells. And they will not be sharing money together. When you buy Akara, you don't, you know, when you buy Akara, you just say, oh, give her the money. And they will go and reconcile money between themselves. No competition. Do you know another level that will come up in that business? You will not see another Awusa woman, Mama Awa. Mama Uwa will now look at the two of them, Mama Nkichi, Mama Tuyi is selling bread, while Mama Nkichi is selling Akara. Now, Mama Uwa will now think, okay, I can start selling Agidi, which is Ekotu too. So, Mama Uwa will too, will go and set up her own counter of selling Agidi beside that same Mama Tuyi and Mama Nkichi. So, now, the buyers now have option. When they buy Akara, they have option either buying bread or buying Agidi. These three business will not compete and they will work together to add to give value. In as much that you are hungry, you have the option of either buying agidi or buying bread with your akara and they take the money. They will not compete. If Mama Tony is not there at the point you want to buy bread, Mama Awa will even sell the bread for, for her. If Mama Awa is not there, Mama Tony will sell agidi on her behalf. That is how the sources happen between them. So what I'm trying to say here is that if you're thinking entrepreneurship, if you're thinking you want to start a business, you don't have money or you don't have so much money, just look within yourself. You have friends that are already doing business. You have friends that are already trying to do stuff. Look at the way you guys can collaborate. And if you look at it, even from my own story, like I told you before, 
Michael Osakere that was the technical partner. He has the technical knowledge, technical know-how of developing SMS application. I never have the technical knowledge. What we did was we collaborate, and that became OptiWeb that we have today. It's the same thing that happens at this women selling Akara. Now, I will also tell you another entrepreneurship secret. Oftentimes, the biggest businesses that makes money for us in Africa are those businesses that me and you, we don't take them serious. Go and do your research. Look at manufacturing sector in Nigeria, for instance. Take your data. Most of the people that owns the biggest manufacturing or most common manufacturing businesses you see in Nigeria are people that have not been educated as much as me and you. Do your research. This, uh, if you talk about car manufacturing, uh, what's the name of this popular company that manufactures car? Go and check the story of the CEO, of the founder. I, I, I was sharing something like that with my friend. I want to get the name of the person for you guys. Yeah, so you can, you can get it. Okay, Cosma Maduka, Kocharis. Go and check the story of Kocharis. I think everybody knows Kocharis motor. Go and check the story. He is not as educated as all of you here. But look at the amazing thing he's doing. There's somebody they call uh, Camwire in Kwara State. Go and look at what that man is doing. He is not also educated. He is not. But he's making a whole lot because some of the businesses that are making money, making a whole lot of money, we don't look at those businesses. Every one of us, we are all busy competing with each other with our certificates. It's about who has the master, it's about who has the PhD. It's not about who is adding the value. Those are the questions, those are the things we all need to start doing in Africa if we really want to drive impact. Hmm? So, I don't know if anybody also have questions. Please, if you have questions, you can raise your yeah. hand or okay. type them through the um, chat box. We have um, limited time. We have less than um, 15 minutes to end this session. Reminder that um, this um, session is recorded and the first session. So you get the link to this session from wherever you got the link to this same session. Please use the chat box or raise your hand for your questions. Thank you. So uh, why questions are coming? Let me also say this. One of the common questions or challenges uh, people face in business is that, oh, do I need money to start a business? If you look at what I've answered here, starting, if you are going to be an entrepreneur, it's not always about the money. It's always about the problem you're solving. It's about having the real solution that can drive impact. And if you have a business you're already doing, and you're looking at moving the business to the next level, or you have an idea. You see, uh, I was in a program funder institute yesterday where, you know, uh, they train people that have idea on how to scale, on how to raise money. And I see, I, I was speaking with a whole lot of them that I have issue with startups in Nigeria or, yeah, let me use Nigeria because I'm a Nigerian. The basic problem I see with them is that a whole lot of startups are always thinking of how to get money from an investor, not how to drive profit. Please, either you are running a business now or you're going to be running a business in the future, I want you to understand and drive one thing. Always make sure that profit is your goal. Your attention should be on how to generate profit for the business. If you are running any business that is profitable, 
trust me, if you are running a business that is profitable, banks will chase you, private investors will chase you. Because you know what? Everybody is looking for a secure grant to make money. I saw somebody, I saw somebody yesterday that was asking for $200,000 for a business that has not been tested before. And I'm sitting down that, okay, this is the problem. This guy is going, just going to be struggling. Who on earth wants to put $200,000 into a business that has never been tested? Nobody wants to do that. But if you start a business, even if it is $100,000, you have started a business with $100,000, and you can show profit. Everybody is seeing the way the business is growing. It's very easy for me to bring $10 million and put into the business. So, guys, please, either you are running a business now or you are about to start a business, put it at the back of your mind that profitability should be your goal. All right. So, if anybody also, if anybody wants to uh, ask question or you have a business idea you want to pitch or you're having a challenge in the business, you need my help, you know, to look into it for you, please, you can quickly ask question or you raise your hand, we chat about it quickly. I think uh, we have less than I just going to mention that I have only less than session. 10 minutes to go. So if you have questions, please um, send in your questions. Thank you. Since we don't have any questions, I can check. I'll be checking through the chat box. Okay. From anyone and um, no one is raising their hands. So you can continue, sir, for the next okay. few minutes. Okay, somebody is talking about, sir, how about motorcycle business? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I'm clear with the question. Please, can you, can you uh, explain better? I don't know what is... Let me try to... Okay, um, hello, sir. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm hearing Yes, we can. All right, good evening, sir. Hi, good Thank evening. you so much for um, the talk. And what I mean by motorcycle business is... Um, Southwest, for instance, we have a lot of people that ride bikes. Okay. What if we can um, buy bikes? Let's say you buy like five and you want them to work for you. They give you daily um, profits. How about that? What do you think okay. about that? Do you okay. understand that? Yeah, yeah. Please just, just stay on because I would like to ask a question too. What okay. problem is that business going to be solving? Hello? Yes. Doctor? Uh, I think his network is bad. Yes, I think he's having a network issues. If you can't speak out because of the network, you can use the chat box. I think we have another question. From How do you develop an income from an inspirational brand? Uh, I don't know what is, is an inspirational brand, to be honest with you. What is an inspirational brand? Okay. Thank you, sir, for asking. Okay. It, I normally post inspirational quotes or teachings from the Bible on, I have a Facebook page. So how do I develop income from something like that? Like, I, I, if I continue, I'll just be doing that and there's nothing I'll actually gain. But except do, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, like we discussed before, if you guys have been following, what problem do you think that your page is solving in reality? Okay, I...
Okay, I think it's giving people hope. Like when they read it, they message me, wow, thank you for this. I was lost, but now I found something like that. Or okay. thank you for this, yes. Okay, That's... so if that is it, if you have people that are having value and you are sure they are really solving a big time problem. So the way you can make money from there is that people can start organizing a one-on-one -on -one session with you or maybe people that are down, people that need counseling. If you think you have what it takes, why not? I think a whole lot of people, if really you are solving a problem for them, people will be willing to pay you. Okay, sir. Yeah. Thank Sandra, you. We have another question, sir, from Paul. Okay. My question is about collaboration. Most people are only interested about their monthly income. They care less about the business. Is this type of situation what the type of situation what someone do? Is this is this a, what okay. I, from let me rephrase, I think he's trying to um, ask, is this a, a kind of um, situation you will advise someone to venture into? Okay, so in terms of collaboration, which means you want to collaborate with somebody, but you feel like that person is only interested in money, right? Is that the question? think so okay so if that's the question what i feel is that even as well that that person is interested in making more money the person is already ready to listen to you on how you can collaborate and make more money okay say so yes you said that is um, the question do you get now so for instance i will use the case of i will use the case of my meeting with Alaji dangote you know that i told you before that he's been producing 50 bags of cement for years then i went to like 1 kg, 2 kg, and 5 kg. So I could, have, I could go to him and say, Alaji, you know what? I want you to be selling me cement on, on package or on pack cement. Then I will be able to repackage it into 1 kg, 2 kg, and 5 kg. Alaji will be interested in doing that because you know what? He's just selling his cement to you. He doesn't care about how you sell it back or what you do with your own cement. So if that is, the, that is what I'm trying to use to answer the question now. If you look at it that way, People that are interested in money, show them the more money you can make together, and they'll be happy to make more money with you. Thank you so much, sir, for um, the answer. We appreciate everyone who has asked, um, asked um, one question or the other. We have um, less than um, three minutes to the end of this session. Thank you, Mr. It's my pleasure. I trust everyone enjoyed the session. A reminder that the recording, the link to the recording of this session will be shared to wherever you got the link into this same session. So you can check there by the end of today or tomorrow. You get the same link. Thank you all for joining us at Leader Sports Company. Thank you, Mr. Timothy. We hope to see you another time. Sure, please, um, sure. You I'll be happy. Go, please um, show your excitement for this session in the chat box. And if you want to speak to thank uh, Mr. Timothy, you can unmute yourself to speak. Thank you all for joining. Thank you, Mr. Timothy, for this great session. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate you inviting me. And uh, we are all the youth that will change Africa. And I hope we are saying NSAS. Yes, yes, we're doing, we're doing that. <laughs> we are we're really doing that. Thank you so much, sir, for the great session. Uh, thanks to all um, participants. Thanks to all um, viewers around the world. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Mr. Timothy. Thank you, Leader Sport Company, for organizing this session. Thanks to the president of Leader Sport Company. Thanks to Mr. Timothy. Thanks for accepting our invitation to speak uh, with us at Leader Sport Company. Thanks to everyone. So um, you all can 
study email related will get the link to the previous video and this same video and um um, you get it wherever you got the link into entering this meeting. Thank you all for joining us. In the meantime, enjoy the music. Thank you for joining us at Lady Sports Company. Thank <laughs> you. 